Hello, welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Wednesday, the 29th of November. My name is Ben, and on the line it is Andrew. How's things, mate? All right, mate. Yeah, not bad. I'm sure we had to do this anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is a this is a drag. This one, isn't it? Unfortunately, yeah, this, this is for the the, the hardcore. Bit, yeah, it? I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, my voice is flagging a bit today already as well, so I, I apologise in advance, but I'll I'll try and croak my way through it. Um, yeah, that. I mean, let's just get straight down to it, mate. That that was a that was a bad one, wasn't it? That was uh, you know the the kind of game performance result that sparks conversations about like the yeah. worst ever home performances I think I mean mm. you know fair mm. play to Bournemouth I thought they played really really well but my it god is. we my god we were bad that was really really shockingly poor yeah as bad as anything this season and considering we've lost 8-0 that, mm. that's quite the claim uh, I do think it was bad because I think if Bournemouth would have been more clinical we would have rightly been on the end of like a 6 or 7 I think so um and to, it's worse because it's Bournemouth, not because of them. They're miles better than us, as they showed. I, I, and I'm not that surprised by that. But they are pretty much the closest you can get to for us in terms of trying to be competitive if we wanted to stay up. Yeah. And they absolutely tore us apart. Um, they absolutely they ran through us. They, they outbattled us. They outran. I mean, this is the thing, you know, you can accept... I think Burnley lost to West Ham on Saturday. By all accounts, Burnley were the better team, wasted loads of chances, and then West Ham hit him with two goals. A bit like what happened in a way we was in the COVID season under Wilder. Hmm. I think we can accept that, that you know, if that had have happened, look, they've got more quality. But that didn't happen. What happened is they, they just outperformed us and, and outworked us in every area. And it was it, it was shocking. And I think the mood seems to have changed, doesn't it? I think. I think it was quite a pivotal sort of we'll see obviously but in terms of wrecking bottom's future and and anyone still having i mean i've seen still seeing people who i've got hope about staying up but i think for the vast majority we're like yeah that's this is definitely done it's it's just hard to i mean it's hard to watch obviously but i mean <laughs> we, we might be getting worse despite the mm. uptick the small uptick in results so i i went back and looked at the amount of shots we've taken in the first half of games this season, and this is working backwards. We had two in the first half in a, you know, kind of a must-win game against Bournemouth because they obviously uh, they go seven points clear of us, and it's taken us thirteen games to get five points. So who knows how long it'll be before we close that gap? Yeah, two shots against Bournemouth. We had four in the first half against Brighton. We had one in the first shot half against Wolves. Uh, two against Arsenal, I think it was. We did put up seven in the first half against Man United, which was... That's you know. the... I was going to bring this up, actually. I think since the 8-0, we've had two good halves. And that Wolves second half, Man United on first half. Yeah. Maybe Brighton, but obviously caveat that, that they had 10 men. Yeah. Um, I, I, and that's that's just not good enough, is it? I don't care about the quality, you know. I expected us to lose games this season, but I did expect... I, I, we obviously both predicted that this was going to be a pretty dreadful season, but I don't think either of us thought it was going to be this bad, did we? No, not this bad. I fully expected us to be bottom, but it's, it's just... It isn't competitive, is it? I mean, well, just some quick matter. That's nine shots in the last four first halves, and... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not, you know, that's again some not amazing team. Who did we play immediately after Man United, sorry? Was that uh, Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we've obviously gone Wolves, Brighton, and then Bournemouth. And yeah, I just, I don't understand how we, I don't understand how Heckingbottom can keep thinking the, the, the things that everyone is saying don't work might work this time. Like, yeah, you know, another... Shocking game from Norwood and Souza as a as a as a pairing. I mean Norwood. Who'd have thought that? Eh? Yeah, thought, well, exactly. This like... is the annoying thing, isn't it? I think everybody, nobody want. Obviously, I was in the pub with you before, and the team came out, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I just had this sort, of, and I think you said it's not that bad, like because we, you know, we didn't. It's not as if because we were used to having loads of injuries, but we both sort of. How is this? Is not Captain Hindsight speaking, is it? You know, everyone's been saying this for weeks that these two just are not. And then Ekibar, after saying we've got as best results with those two in midfield, which is technically right, but they've certainly not been the two best before. We were we've been extremely lucky to get four points out of the last two games. We should have been out of sight in both games at half time. Yeah, we've also got all our worst results with those players in the teams that played virtually every game. That's a fantastic point, that yeah. But also lost eight now and five now. I think with those two (laughs) midfield, so. I was thinking about it yesterday that what's what's staggering to me is we're playing at least four four players out of position. 
Mm. One of them's Baldock at centre half, which I'm not going to be. I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I were all right with that because he played well there. But he's still playing out of position. We've got Hamer playing wherever he's playing on the wing. Mm. McAtee on the left wing, which is out of position. We've got Souza apparently playing out of position because um, he's supposed to be playing in the Norwood role. I'd argue Archer's playing out of position in the sense that he's not a lone front man. I, I don't understand it. And we can't blame the injuries. We had enough options to, 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 to make that team, everyone in their own... Just play people in their own position and see what happens. At least let's let's try that first. Yeah, I mean the injuries are kind of cleared up, right? Like you know, who who are we missing? That would Egan's be... the only one who walks into the team, and people yeah. wanted him robbed. So you know, well, yeah, Jebison would be an option, but like Brewster, I mean, forget it. He's he has not had an impact for the whole three years he's been here. Like I'm not interested in whether he's injured or not. Yeah, no. McBurney and Armadillo on the bench. Um, and they obviously both come on at half-time. I mean, that was both the, the best and the worst thing that Heckingbottom did in this game was uh, Sousa coming off at half-time because it was like, well done, you've rectified that. Why did he start the game? Like, why is he starting alongside Norwood? I don't want to repeat myself too much on that because it's just... I am yeah, just and I don't want to like, just say as if it's those two, you know, I don't, I don't want to... I don't like picking on players and stuff. And it's not... It's probably not their, their fault. It's not their fault. They're not purposely playing bad. Hmm. It just doesn't work as a two. There's a, I mean, I don't know. Still early days, I suppose, with Sousa. I think we can pretty much say Noel was probably playing at a level above his standard. Mm. Looks like at the moment Sousa's playing a couple of levels above his standard. Um, I, 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 and it's not their fault, you know. But that team's been put out. And I this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, I did expect us to go down. I didn't expect us to be this uncompetitive. I didn't expect us to be this clueless. I thought it would be like a, a solid but dour side didn't have enough quality to score goals but what we are if we're all going to be completely honest is a complete joke at this <laughs> level um, and even though I was 90% sure we'd go down at the start of the season not in my, my most negative you know times that I ever think we'd be this bad because we're a bad Premier League team on paper but I don't think we're this bad from what we're showing I don't think every week we're saying was that bad as the 8 0? I mean, think yeah, about it. That's true, that. yeah. I probably have said just, that like three or four times, it, haven't it, we? It, yeah, we said it at Fulham, said it against uh, Arsenal, said it against, uh, obviously, the first half against Brighton. I text you, said this is as bad as New. Oh, sorry, your brother texted you, didn't he? Yeah, saying, yeah. This is as bad as Newcastle at home. I didn't enjoy that What's first half against that? Wolves either. The first that. half against Wolves, we could have been two or three down. Uh, and the fact that we keep saying that, uh, you know, that should have been a one off. I can accept the 8 0 as a one off, but. It, it, we're just a nothing team. What's our plan? I, I watched Ingrid Nick's after match interview and checking that way, and he, he brought it up. What? What is our style? What's our plan? I don't know what the, what style we are. We're, we're just a nothing team. Surely the plan isn't to hoof it up to Archer. He's <laughs> not exactly the biggest, strongest, fastest striker to launch balls to. Is he? I think he, he had a pitiful amount of touches in this game, Archer. But it, but that's not really on him, is it? Because. I don't know what what's he supposed yeah. to do with it. Just helped. Yeah, you're right. It's I don't. I mean, I see that lineup, and we've said this for a few weeks. Like, I don't see how it scores a goal. I mean, all right, it has scored a goal in you know in in quite a lot of games this season. But like, what is the plan to? I don't understand how that team's supposed to create many chances, basically. And that's I think the that's plan what we're is, seeing. I think the plan is Newton, Norwood, and Sousa sit deep, keep it solid, and then we can let McAtee and Hamer, who are probably our two most creative players. You know, run at the, it don't work. I mean, it just does it isn't working whatsoever. It worked a little bit. It worked in the second half against Bulls. I, I, I'll give him that because, but I don't think that was that much quality. I think that was just more about being more front foot and you know getting stuck in and stuff like that. Wolves were really poor in the second half as well. I just I, I'm at a loss and you know, I think I think it was uh, Kate, Kate Bulgaria as I call her, which is probably a bit offensive. What, what's what's the second name? Well, Arga, that's it. Yeah, um, she. I thought she put a great, a great tweet out that, it, it, you know, we, we all know that the, the bigger problem. She didn't. I'm paraphrasing it, but we all know the bigger problems are in the boardroom. But that doesn't excuse what we're getting on the pitch. Both things can be true. I, I think everyone's, you know, it's, it's easy to paint into a black and white corner. Maybe I were doing this at the start of the season by saying it's all aboard and not ecking bottom. I don't think we can really defend what's happened since Newcastle. We haven't got good enough players to compete. We've got good in, in terms of results. We've absolutely got good enough players to not be losing six or seven nil at home to Bournemouth, which is what should have happened. Yeah, twenty-three shots there in the end, eleven shots on target, which which blew my mind actually afterwards. Because I, I think most of the yeah. actual shots on target were in the second half, so I didn't have the 
I didn't have the best view, and to be honest, I was sunk so far into my seat at that I, point. I can't really remember much about that second half, and I think that's because of a lot of it. I was looking at my phone. I think in sort of this, mm. dis- I think I, I sort of like look at my phone as if to say, "Am I imagining this? Is this happening?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, hoping for like someone to say, "Oh, it's not really. It's not really three 0 Obviously, you know, we just kicked off, and I've just had too many beers or whatever for the game. But I was same as you, slunk to my seat, just thinking, "What." It's one of those again. You don't want to be like sort of. <clears throat> I stayed longer than I, than I probably should have because I don't know. You're in that weird. It's a bit like the club. You're in limbo. You're like yeah. I don't want to leave and feel like a fair weather fan. But this is just horrible, horrible to watch. Like the, I, I, I don't know. I think before this season, off the top of my head, I'm, there might be more, but I think I've only only left twice ever hmm. um, early. Um, I think that was Stoke at home under Brian Robson with 3-0 down and we took a striker off and put a winger on. I was furious. <laughs> um, and uh, and then, and I think, you know, Stevenage in the 2-2 where Wednesday pipped us to promotion. Oh, yeah. I think I, I left early in that one as well. It, and, and this season I've already left twice early. It's not something I do regularly. Um, and that's how bad it's been. It's because you know it's over, don't you? You know, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. it's just going to take a miracle to score a goal most most times, or it's going to be so late that you know the game is over, as we saw uh, in this one, or didn't see because I actually uh, had also left just before um, just before yeah. McBurney headed in, so I even missed that one bright spot, I suppose. But um, yeah, I, I I was still there when the fourth official held up his board for seven minutes, and the reaction was. Probably the highlight of the game for me, like the reaction from the crowd. People were absolutely livid at seven minutes, and myself included. And like, yeah. you're going to make us sit through another seven minutes of this? And uh, get up with it, yeah, yeah. I, I watched a couple, and I was like, I think I'd rather just go to the toilet and then go off and meet my family for tea. Um, Talking and- of the toilet, I missed the second goal again due to my toilet uh, expeditions as oh, a, wow. a regular feature, which uh, it was quite funny actually because. Obviously, the, the injury time came. I think it was four minutes in the first half or something like that. Yeah, three So I thought, and nothing were happening. It was just, I would just sat there. I, need, I needed, like, you know, I needed to go from about half an hour. And I said, oh, we're not going to score before half time. I'm just going to go. And then I went into the toilet and I just heard this really faint cheer. And the guy next to me went, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. So, I mean, this yeah. is the thing. Second, it's the first goal. Uh, I mean, it's just pathetic from everybody involved. It it's is. just yeah. absolutely so easy. And, uh, Tavernier, Tavernier, who is this guy? He seems to he, he's brilliant. Well, yeah, but he, for Tavernier. Yeah. He obviously, uh, <laughs> he obviously had some beef with us. Did he? He's played for Middlesbrough. Has that got anything to do with us? Like is it Tavernier. No, Tavernier, Tavernier. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought just... I just said it, and I thought it's not like me to correct you. No, with no, you, you're spot on. <laughs> but but also like that does also speak to how much of a like non-presence this guy is for me, and yet. He seemed to very much enjoy, you know, gesturing to the crowd after he scored his goals, which is, Ooh. I don't know, was just kicking as well. We're down a little bit, I thought. I, I don't know why he did that. That was really bizarre. So I'm like, I didn't know who it was. I'm like, who are you? I don't know who you are. Like, yeah. oh, why are you doing this? I've, like... I've, I've literally already forgotten how you pronounce his name. What was it? Tavern... Tavernier. Thank you. I think it's Tavernier. It I think Tavernier. it's Tavernier. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. Because a brother and you have a player called Tavernier, and it was obviously not him. Um, but when, like, obviously you looked at the team, that, like, same as you, I was just thinking I might be in from Rotherham, and obviously it isn't in from Rotherham, <laughs> but that's how little I know about him. Yeah. Well, the first goal, absolutely pathetic. But Second... they were all over us before that, by the way. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. not That's not, it wasn't, it didn't, like, just come and, and their heads went. It wasn't like Newcastle, where Newcastle scored out of nowhere, and then the heads went. Hmm. They were all over us. They were absolutely, they were just passing it around us. We were just, once again, unbelievably deep. Uh, I thought Semeno. Semeno. Semenyo, fant- he was fantastic. He was Bogle very good, Tom- yeah. Bogle and Thomas were a, a joke, obviously, in, the, oh, in, in this game. Plus, Lanky were good. Well, they were all, they, you know, I don't want to just say... Uh, yeah, Bournemouth were really, really good for a, for a... They are a poor Premier League team, and I'm sure they'll admit that themselves, um, you know, because the Premier League's that strong. Mm. But they just made us look, you know, they, we, we looked two divisions apart, at least. Yeah, and that's that's where, like... You've got to demand more as fans. I think yeah. it's just—it's not acceptable to be that far behind. But the, you know, the the first goal, as I said, is kind of is just weak from everyone. Now, Heckingbottom isn't sending the players out there and telling Fodringham to you know tread on the ball and allow uh, Clivert to score an open goal, and he isn't he isn't telling Thomas to have like the mother of all brain farts from a drop ball of all things. But those mm. two mistakes 
are just typical of like a, a team that's like poorly drilled and just doesn't have any clarity of, of thought and is just getting getting swamped in all aspects of the of the game. You know, those are mistakes that bad teams make because they're just scrambled. You know, they don't have a, a foothold in the game. And it, they don't look like they know what they're supposed to be doing with and without the ball. And I don't know if that's that's kind of reflected in the in the results. And it is obviously the kind of thing that does snowball, and I think it has snowballed. And yeah, it has. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about this now, but like... I don't actually think we will change manager. I I have this like sneaky suspicion that um, we'll just ride it out for at least for a bit longer. I mean, like as in longer than the the Burnley game, for example. I, I just yeah. I don't know, and, it, and I can sort of see the club's logic there. Where if you're thinking, why would we change manager when we're down anyway? You know, you fork out compensation. You have to bring in a new a new bloke on a new contract and. You know, then his staff, and he'll probably want new signings in January. Like, is it not just better to just basically suck it up for this season and then potentially I think sweep the, the decks clean in the summer? Yeah, I think there's a couple of arguments against that, which would be I don't. People, I'm not saying that's what yeah, I no, would do, yeah, but I can I, see I the think, club doing that. Well, yeah, the other the other side to that, I suppose, is people still pay money to go and see this. Oh team. yeah, yeah. No, it'd be yeah. uh, it'd be 25 more games of pain if we're doing that <laughs> yeah. thing. I don't doubt um, that. And also, you know. Do you, do you let a new manager take the reins and, and get a... My issue with this is I think Eckenbottom has done enough to get fired. I don't like saying that. And if you'd have asked me this a month, two months ago, I'd have said, I would be, you know, if it had gone forward, I thought, what are you on about? You've been emotional. But I do think it's been that bad. Mm. I don't think anything changes, though. And this is the problem. Is I think that you, no matter who you bring in, they're going to start on such a downer, the new manager. So what do we do then? You know, they're going to... Teams lose games. No matter how we lose the games, it's highly unlikely that people are going to be happy that when we're losing games. So this new manager is going to start next season. Already, arguably, is lo- already lost. You know, at least some of the fan base. Yeah, under a lot of pressure, I imagine. Yeah, he's going to start the season with so much pressure because he'll have had one of the worst win records in our managerial history just by the proxy of us having such a poor side. So, it, it, what do we do? Burn through two managers? Do we go through one at the end of the season? Do we bring someone like? Just off the, you know, I'm not saying bring one up by, but you know, someone like that who's not going to stick around just to get you through the season and hopefully get you to 14 points or whatever. I understand both sides of this completely. I, I, I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. I think, I mean, that we're inevitable. Like in bottom, we're going to get sacked this season. I think we, we, mm. when we did our thing at the beginning of the season about that chip button, we had to pick five things that we thought were going to happen, and we weren't allowed to have Ecking bottom not being manager by the end of the season because we both felt it was that inevitable. Mm. And that's nothing to do with him. That was before the season. The problems are obviously deeper. I'm not going to go over the... the, the I'm getting angry and angry about the pre-season now, actually, when I think about everything that's happened because it was so obvious. I won't even say we sleepwalked into it. We walked into it with his eyes open. <laughs> yeah, we did, you're right. Uh, and, and it's really annoying that... We, we, I didn't expect it to be this bad. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that I did expect it, us to be this bad. But I didn't expect us to lose most weeks, and I thought getting over 20 points would be a decent result. Mm. It, it, but, but it's it's really difficult because it doesn't excuse what we're seeing. That, like I said, you know, it, it, two things can be true. He has been set up to fail. I personally believe no one would have kept this team up with what happened in pre-season. But he is still failing with what he's got, and we we could be better. Yeah, and I don't know what you do because you're going to bring a new manager in, who's almost certainly going to start his first season with a relegation, which don't don't matter. Bassett took us down on his first season, took us back up. But, you know, as long as you, but things have changed. Our fans are going to be that patient, and mm. I just worry that the start of next season is going to be this poor manager who's come in with the worst win record in Sheffield United's history, probably by that point, starting the new season. And I, I don't know. There's, there's no easy answer to it. I think it's all right saying get rid, bring whoever and get some passion by but they're, they're almost certainly still going to take us down yeah yeah with yeah with a lot of defeats on, mm. on the CV from the rest of the and like season say, people might say yeah but as long as we see something it doesn't really happen like that though does it you know what I mean if, if you're losing games people there's going to be enough fans who are going to be saying he's got the worst win record ever you know he's lost 90% of his games we need to get him out before the season starts so what do you do burn through two managers they're the only options really well, there's, there's three options really. Is that one, you get a new manager and you say, "Look, we know you're going to go down. We're going to be patient." We could, you could say the Eckingbottom, yeah. Um, or you keep Eckingbottom, say the same. Look, 
you know, we need to see improvement of performances, but we know you were going to go down from the start. We knew, we knew there weren't much hope of staying up, just make us competitive, get to 21 points or whatever. Or the other one is bring a short-term manager in and, and just to the end of the season and hope that he saves you from complete embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what... Uh... I don't know what I would do, but I, I need. I, I, if we're seeing if we're seeing Norwood and Souza starting in midfield again uh, on mm. Saturday, then I'm you know check you later. I'll, I'll just catch, I'll just catch up on the score at the end of the game. I think you know. Yeah, it feels like something's about to give. I think I do think yeah. that. I do feel that. I think I'd say the majority of the, well, all the fans pretty much were behind Ekinbot at the beginning of the season. Then after the eight 0 I think it became. I'd still say sixty percent were didn't want him fired. Then as it went on, I'd say 50-50. I do think now if you did a poll or whatever, the majority do want him to go. And I, I don't know how, you, how he overcomes that because he's highly unlikely he's going to do it by results. So I, I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see a tipping point with the team with um, you know with the changes he made at half-time um, in this one where Armand Odzic and um, McBurney both came on. Unfortunately, we went 3 <laughs> down. Uh, five minutes later, with that ridiculous third goal from oh, Thomas, so I'm, yeah. I'm kind of done with, to be honest, Luke Thomas. I, it, it, maybe it's, it's time for a few home truths here. To, I know we're we're emotional, we're over, maybe overreacting to a terrible defeat. But like, Jaden Bogle, is he out of contract this summer? Because if he is, I'm kind of okay with just saying goodbye. You know, like mm-hmm. we're going out to the championship with two right wing backs. We know Baldock is good. Just you know, Bogle has his injury issues. Why? Why pay for two good right wing backs? Why not just you know ride out having Baldock and try and find the next Baldock? Whether at least he's going find well or develop. With, at least he's going well with you know players running out of contracts and playing the best. Uh, so that, that's, that's been a positive at least. But yeah, I imagine that we'll probably get rid of Baldock out of the two just because of his age. Because it seems like we're it seems like we're doing very little to think about what's happening on the pitch short term and we're doing it long term which you know could be good but uh, you, you know people are still it's really difficult to get football fans to buy into a long term vision especially when that long term vision is so seemingly to me anyway haphazardly put together with yeah. you know three foreign signings who have been really put some of them have not seen you know I know people want him in the team and stuff he'll almost certainly not be good enough because he'd have been in the team by now but I don't. I don't see a plan at all. The plan seems to be just get the wage bill as, you know, as, as low as we can possibly get it. Get rid of players that you, you know, contracts coming to an end and stuff like that. And you're only going to go one way. And again, it just I didn't feel like we're sleepwalking into next season for me. I saw, like I said, you saw Darren Smith's tweet, and he seems to say he seems to think that next season we're going to be in the top three, you know, because we'll have the top three budgets and stuff. And is, is it? I hope he's right. I hope to God he's right. I don't. I don't think this team looks anything like a promotion. I think you drop this team in the championship right now, and it's about fourteenth. It's going to have a hard time, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah Traore and uh, Slimani conspicuously didn't get on the pitch in this one. We made five subs, so the only uh, non-goalkeeper apart from those two was Max Lowe, who's obviously coming back from um, quite a long-term injury. Yeah, I, I don't get that either. Like, you know, why have we? So we sold Jai for twenty million, and we spent most of that to bring in Souza, Traore, and Slamani. That is like, I just want to smash my head onto the desk. Like this is why I'm thanks, here with the plan. Thanks for the generational talent walking away while we sign one player who's awful and two players who can't even get into the team when we're awful. This is why I will never accept that. We're, right, you can't keep hold of him. Whatever. Right, fair enough. But I don't know if that. I'm not, I'm not going into that again. Um, but. <laughs> the fact that we've spent that money on these three completely unproven players they might come good they might come good it is still early I always think about Paul Coots thinking he looked awful for two years and suddenly became one of the best midfielders uh, in the championship like you know a couple of years later but I just don't see it I, I, don't, I just do not see it whatsoever and I think we've the little money we've had we've wasted it seems um, and I, this is why this Selling your best players when they're going out of contract, you're only going to head one way. Like I say, this is what's so frustrating for me is that it's not like oh, who would have, who would have saw, saw this coming? Most people were saying this at the start of the season. It's not, it's nothing new. And I think the, the hope is we'll go back down, and we'll bounce back up like we did last time. I think we're in a much worse position this time to bounce back up. If we're not going to have a generational talent. We're not going to get someone like Gibbs White. 
Norwood and all these players who were good championship players are a year older. We're not going to have a base of a team because they're all out of contract. We had someone like Egan at the back who, you know, were one of the best defenders in the championship. Even if he stays, he's coming back from a long-term injury. We had Basham, you know, he's, he's going to be gone. We had McGoldrick. You, you know what I mean? It, it, I just don't see anything at the moment. Yeah, I was talking to a um, Borough fan the other day, actually, um, and I was saying, like, how... how... It sort of feels like we got promoted and everything got worse. Like I know, I know, yeah. fina- I know. Financially, we're a lot better, obviously, but in terms of like the actual playing staff, <laughs> it just feels like we're in a worse position than we were before we did get promoted, which is so counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. Um, obviously, I'm very glad that we have the financial, you know, safety net now of being in the Premier League and you know, yeah. not having to go into administration, as probably would have happened <laughs> yeah. if we got promoted, but. At the same time, it doesn't feel like we're using that uh, large no. S for the benefit of um, the long term. Of and this is the, the other thing I actually pay money to go and see, which is football, yeah. is not balance sheets. Yeah, and this is the other argument. People say, "Look, we got promoted. We're not in a mess financially, as far as I know, off the pitch. Now, you know, we're not going to go into administration. We're going to have a team to support." I'm afraid the football fans want more than that, and they want more than that, especially when they've had two, uh, three out of the last five seasons in the Premier League mm. and this is the biggest annoyance is that we've had we've nothing to show for it we've got no you know the academy's still the same yeah. we've, got, right, we've got a trading ground it's not you know by all accounts it's not state of the art but it's better than what we've, what we've got I think but you know there's no long term vision we've put no plans in place in the same way that someone like Luton have you know they've got a new ground and things like that they put I don't know what we've got to show for it I don't, I don't know great memories you know the wild season fantastic memories that for that first season but Nothing. I don't know. It just seems. I do think we'll look back at this era and think, God, that were the time to get this club to become a modern progressive club. Yeah. And we've done nothing. And we've done not absolutely nothing. That that what really is alarming as well is we've just we just the manager does everything. Mm. You know, Eckingbottom and Wilder run the club. I don't know any other club who runs like that. Like at, at this level. At this level, yeah. I mean, even the this, level below, really. Yeah, there's no CEO properly. You know, Betis is, is in real estate, I think, you know? You know what I mean? Well, he's, he's, a, like, he's a businessman. He's not a, he's I mean, a business by his own man. admission, he's not a football operations type, is it? Eckie Bottom goes, you're going to have to bring a manager in who has to do everything hmm. at the club. That's not a normal way to run a club. Yeah, and here we are. We're about to tick into December and uh, absolutely no progress on selling the club either. So, uh, no. yeah. Limbo is uh, limbo is right, mate. Um, I just want to dwell briefly on this third goal, much as Luke Thomas dwelt on the ball. Um, this is, I mean, and you know, I, I, I do give that ex- a, a minor excuse of like, you know, the t- the brains are a bit scrambled out here out there, but this is unbelievable, like just unforgivable. I, 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 I'm lost for words at this. I mean, I won't be. I'm sure I'll find plenty of words here, but you know, we we bring on. Two of our better players at half-time, Armadale to Chim McBurney. And all right, we're 2-0 down because Wes has made that stinker of an error just you know seconds before half-time, which essentially mm. ended the game. You know, you're going yeah. 1-0 down, you've got a chance. You're going 2-0 down, absolute best-case scenario is a point for us. And then, yeah, we bring on those players. Maybe we can <clears> still get that best-case scenario. A cross hits the referee in the head, which I thought he could have got out of the way of, to be honest. It, it was pretty lame that he got in the way of this because he was about 20 yards away. We're awarded a drop ball. The referee drops it to Thomas, who stands and stares at it and lets the Bournemouth player take it off his toe. Now, we actually do win the ball back and start another attack, but they win it back immediately and go down yeah. the other end and score. So, actually, when I watched it back, I was like, oh, blimey, I don't remember us winning the ball back and having another attack. No, I but... don't. I'm glad you said this because I thought, again, I'll question my uh, drunkard levels even by that <laughs> point because uh, I was thinking, I don't. In my head, we lost the drop ball. They went up the other end and scored, but obviously we won it back and then, you know, gave it away again. So but those, those two goals, the second and third goal, I mean, you you just you don't see that at national league very often. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I mean, Thomas Thomas clearly just doesn't know the rule or the law, mm. um, which is that the ball is in play as soon as it touches the ground again with a drop ball. Yeah. He obviously thinks, you know, it doesn't rest- like a free kick. It doesn't restart until I, I kick this. I know there's this thing where the Bournemouth player is supposed to be uh, four meters away, but I mean, I have I have sympathy with the referee here because he must have done 500 drop balls in his career, and I bet at no stage has he seen an opposition player just stand there and wait for someone to take it off his toes. He's not going to measure out four meters for every. I'd be. 
I'd be absolutely fuming if he's stepping out four meters, you know, for mm. a blooming uncontested drop ball. So yeah. whoever it was, I don't know, if it was Cliver. He was, he was about probably about three meters away. It wasn't like he was stood on Thomas's toes or anything like that. And Thomas just lets him take him off, take, lets him take it off him, and yeah, I. I don't know, he, he he gets subbed off later, Thomas, and um, people are giving him a round of applause, which is very nice of them, but, you know, and I, and I, I, try, to, I try to be supportive of my team, but I was like, I'm him not clapping him, like, he's rubbish, I can't, I can't honestly sit here and clap him as he walks past me, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, I just thought it was absolutely just indicative of how how dumb and how bad we've been this season. And I think um, Thomas is, and again, is a bit of a a symbol of this 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 preseason and all this nonsense about yeah yeah we've got to wait for the best you know got to wait to get the best loan signings you know and people are like saying to me and stuff you know you've got to wait you know I don't like the season will start but we'll end up with better loan but well we've ended up with Luke Thomas who could get a championship Leicester side and I don't again I don't want to lay in onto this, this particular players and stuff but he's quite evidently not good enough you know we've got about a hundred left backs and and not I don't know what kind of scouting's going on but it's not good enough is it. <laughs> Apparently not. No. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, there was two two bright spots. I don't know if you were still in the ground for this, but um, <laughs> Asula's cameo. I thought uh, he did really well when he came on. Get you know, got a shot yeah. on target, which was nice to see, and actually, actually, you know, made the the Bournemouth defenders have a little bit of um, well, a little bit of defending to do. So. Uh, well done him. I've, you know, I appreciated that. That did get a round of applause from me. The fact that he, you know, got on the end of a couple of uh, through balls and actually made the goalkeeper do something. And then uh, McBurney did score a goal after coming on uh, into the, I think, in the seventh minute of injury time. So there you go. We got we got his money worth there anyway. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw Travelling Plays video actually, and he's like, "Come on, the comeback's on! Come on!" <laughs> Um, but that's about it. Uh, David Brooks did come on. Uh, I think I said on the last one, like hopefully he'll come on when we're three 0 up and he comes on in injury time. Well, uh, not not quite. We're half right, I suppose. But it was um, it was nice to see him get back on the pitch as I, as I yeah. thought it would be. Yeah. Um, less nice is sort of seeing Bournemouth's unused subs or or indeed their used subs and thinking, oh, that player would be our best player. You know, Sinistera, the uh, the fellow who was at Leeds last season. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was fantastic for them. I was. Yeah. Really hoping we could have stolen and got him in the summer because he he was quite vocal about leaving Leeds when he yeah um, it was yeah, yeah. oh I'd have loved to have picked him up but um, he's there instead and then Philip Billing who's just you know he I, I don't know if that's what we thought Souza could be like a a man mountain in the middle yeah. Uh, yeah but but again he would immediately be our best midfielder I think um, yeah Kiefer Moore would probably be our second best striker for frustrating yeah. as it is. And, uh, and it's yeah. like, again, I'm not nothing against, but I'm not sort of belittling Bournemouth, but they are going to struggle. They're not. They're going to be in the bottom five or six this season without a shadow of a doubt. And the only reason I say bottom six is because Everton's got points deduction, hmm. um, and they are far, 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 far ahead of us. And this is what I mean by, you know, I know we can't compete financially. I know the owner can't compete financially, but three seasons out of five in the Premier League and this is what we've ended up with. I just I just find it stagger, staggering, to be yeah. honest. And it's... I know it's a cliche, but it is 11 v 11. Like, you should, yeah. be, clo- you should yeah. be closer. Oh, yeah, that. there's no... Look, I, 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 like I say, both things are true. I don't want people to think I'm just, like, absolving it, the players and everything you know, of any blame because of, you know, what goes off off the pitch. There's no way that team is that bad. There's, yeah. there's absolutely no way that team should be playing that bad. And this is where Eckingbottom's future gets called into doubt because... And rightly so, because you have to. If you're putting, we've had five performances this season that I reckon I could put in. If you, I mean, obviously it's recency bias, but if you said name the top twenty worst Sheffield United performances, good chance five of them are from this season. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to play thirteen games. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, any other detail from this game you wanted to dwell on um, or, or pick up on? No. To be honest, I don't really want to think. But it's the most depressed I've been for a long time coming out of a of a game. In, in the sense of the Newcastle thing was shock. You know, the, the 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 Fulham defeat was just sort of acceptance in a way that yeah, that we're done. You know what I mean? And then you get that little bit of hope, and then this just feels. I mean, like I said, I am emotional as a fan. I, you know, but it does feel like the final bullet in any sort of hope, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's the least, uh, you know, even 
with a home game that we lost 8-0, I think this is the least I've enjoyed um, like a game in its totality this season. At home, anyway, that Fulham game was a shocker as well. But um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was just yeah. like, it kicked off and that was like the last sort of moment we were competitive in the game, I suppose. Like, it was, was when it yeah, was, you know, yeah. before a ball was kicked, it just immediately became apparent how miles off it we were. Um I don't really want to bury Fodringham too much for that mistake. It obviously is a massive mistake, yeah. but can we stop passing it back to him all the time? Like he's not particularly good with his feet. This is going to happen occasionally. Even so, it was a really dumb error just before half time, and yeah, that that does cost us the game. But then he goes on to keep the score down, doesn't he? With the which is the classic hecking, but uh, classic Fodringham experience. Fodringham, yeah. I, I saw Deba get some uh, criticism for his uh, he gave him four out of ten. Everyone, it's way too high. But, you know, if you're going on just the, the the entire performance, he did pull some really good saves off. He, he probably, arguably, I won't say he lost us the game, but he, he made made it the game, you know, we, we were no, never coming back realistically uh, from yeah. that from that goal. But that's what he is. He's not, a, he's not a keeper at this level, I don't think. I think he is a good shot stopper, but he doesn't command his area that well. And he he's a terrible, he's terrible on the ball, yeah. you know, in terms of kicking and stuff like that. But that, that's what we've got, isn't it? You know, he, he, I, I don't think he... he West Fodringham I don't think when we brought him in as third choice I don't think anyone ever thought well, he'll be you know in five four, three or four years time he'll be our first choice goalkeeper in the Premier League it's just again you know we didn't upgrade because of the money situation and we spent finances elsewhere that it looks like to be an absolute disaster mm. uh, there was a, a return of the uh, Sheffield United have a corner and five seconds later the opposition are in on goal yeah in this game, um, there was also old yeah, <laughs> yeah, our old friend. Yeah, there was also a point in the second half where they had a goal kick, and I think three passes later, Wes was making like a stunning save, and it just like it just turned to my dad. And I was like, that was from their goal kick. Like it wasn't like they hit it long either. They just went pass, pass, pass in on goal. Great save. Like probably could have been four 0 And yeah, this is one of the worst teams in the Premier League. You know, yep. this in this season's Premier League, you said the bottom five team in all first in all. win away, first away win. For the lads, yeah, uh, the Bournemouth, yeah, yeah, um, and I, I just, I, I, I don't know. And like I say, I, I did think it bad this season. I, 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 obviously, we talked about, you know, my, one of my chip boys. We were talking about old games, but even then, I didn't expect this. I really, I don't keep going over old ground. I think I, I was listening to Sheffield on uh, Monday. I think it was, and Adam Oxley said, you know, staying up when he says this is his words. Staying up was never a realistic aim. He didn't think, you know, he didn't think that were ever realistic. But he also said that you do expect a lot better than what we're seeing. And I think everyone's stunned at just how bad the performances are. And it, I, I, in the COVID season, it was embarrassing because we never won. I, I, this is really, I do genuinely feel really embarrassed by what I'm seeing as a Sheffield United fan. And, I, and I, the players should as well, because, yeah, they're out of the depth, you know, quality wise. But, the performances, like in terms of a sequence of performances, let's say we've only played 13 games, it's genuinely like nothing I've ever seen before. But mm. the Atkins team's worse. You know, this team beat the Atkins team, but, and there was some awful performances under Atkins. But I don't remember this amount of like, oh my God, this is like, you know what I mean? This is terrible. It was just like, we were trudging out of those games going, oh my God, they're rubbish. <laughs> but some of these are like absolutely like horrific no shows. Yeah, it's. Uh, am I rewriting history to say like you know we haven't we haven't really had a played well all season? Like, I mean the Everton game for bits, and obviously the Wolves in the second half, but not, yeah. not even more than a half. I don't think. Yeah, we've had we've had a half against Man U, half against Wolves. Uh, maybe yeah, I'd say half. Maybe a side of half time against. Yeah, Everton. either outside or half time against Everton. I thought we played well. I don't. I don't really think you can say we played well against Tottenham and Man City, but that's what I wanted to see. That's what I expected. Yeah, yeah. The Man City and Tottenham performances are what I expected all season. In that we were going to be dour, solid. We were going to get hammered for being so defensive, but we would pick up enough points to make it, you know, twenty four, twenty five points, something like that. But we've just that those performances at Tottenham and Man City just seem a lifetime ago now. And they <laughs> weren't amazing performances, but they, they what I expect from the, the team that we had out. I thought we got the probably the best that we could expect. From the team that we had out um, in those in those two games, what we're seeing at the moment is just absolutely—it's it's, it's honestly baffling to me how, how bad it is. Mm. 
So Burnley next. Uh, it is the the only team without a home win versus the only team without an away win. Um, Don't worry, lads. We're coming. <laughs> now but... they play well um, by all accounts. So we're looking at a couple of you know we've done their forum and stuff. And by all accounts, the last two games lost to Arsenal, lost to West Ham, but in both games they've massively improved hmm. uh, in terms of performance. Apparently, Sander Berg's playing really well in a central midfield role, that defensive midfield role, which he, you know, obviously we brought him in for, and their fans are. There's, there is a bit of talk about company leaving, but a lot of them are saying that you know it, it's going to click soon um, because they're playing pretty well in the past couple of games. And then what a better game for them! You know what I mean to go up against us to to see if that see if that happens. Yeah, nice, uh, nice one to kickstart their season, I suppose. Yeah, um, they have lost all seven home games so far this season, so not not a single home point. Um, so even we've surpass that but yeah they'll uh, they'll they'll go above us with a draw or a win um yeah can't can't say I'm particularly confident to be honest mate just you know when you when you put in such a dreadful performance against a team that's theoretically not that much better or much worse than burnley um yeah it's it's, it's hard to imagine things being that different especially when yeah for like four or five games in a row now we've just sort of trotted out the same rubbish team I suppose or like yeah. you know made the same choices of rubbish partnerships across the pitch like I, I don't think we'll I don't think we will change too much in the in the lineup for Burnley and yeah I you know they were better than us last season I expect they'll be better than us on Saturday um, and yeah we'll we'll see where we go from there I suppose but yeah this is a, a real I think as you said this is a real kind of um, hope and confidence uh, shatterer this Bournemouth game. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't see, I don't see how we catch them now. Um, seven points ahead. You know, Luton got a win as well this weekend against Palace. I think it was. So they're yeah, they're four points ahead of us now. Ahead of uh, you know, up on safety. So yeah, it's uh, well, I think it's just going to be a long old season, mate. Isn't it? I, I do. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I was going to ask you actually, I'm going to ask you this probably last year. Um, is there any shout for bringing our blaster back? him in. I don't no, know. I don't think no, so. No, I don't know. I know. It's just sort of, you know, I've seen people musing about it. He probably will get in the team. That's the, the funny thing about it. But I, I would rather him have his development for a season at Port Vale. I would as well. I, I don't want to put him into a dreadful team like this. Like, let him let him just have a full season of football in League One. Yeah. The I thing agree. is, he's in League One. Like, let's just settle down here. Like, I've, you know, the early signs are that he's going to have, <laughs> a, you know, a good career as a professional footballer. And maybe he goes on to become like, a really good championship footballer or you know very unlikely but possible it's even higher than that I don't I don't see what benefit there is to anyone in putting our blaster in our team like, that just seems mm. mad to me just because he's doing well in league one I mean look at yeah. I mean uh, you know Jebison was sort of knocking in the goals in league one wasn't he and then yeah, true, I, don't, I don't know if he scored yeah. when we brought him back or maybe scored once in that second half of that season oh, yeah get my, get my time. No, I don't think he did I don't think he scored at all yeah. Uh, so no, leave him there. We've we've got enough midfielders. They just need to do something. Like you know, it's just, it's, surely Slimani can't be this bad that he can't get in the team. And you know, you got to give it a try now. I think I, I don't think I, I, you know. I, I sort of dismissed him earlier, but that's based on or play Ben Osborne. <clears throat> yeah, I'm dismissing that Slimani should purely be on the on the the idea that he can't get into this team. You know, mm. but let's let's see him. Why not? You know, what I mean, let's let's see him. I'd like to see, I'd like to have a an actual opinion. This is not working, obviously. Mm. Do something different. You know, Harmer's got to go back to his, you know, his, his normal position. Yeah. Field. Um, obviously, McBurney's got to come back in. Just play Slamani, just see what happens. Why not? Yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm worried that this would happen, and I think it has, that, you know, those four points would kind of colour Heckingbottom's decision-making. That he'd yeah. Like, actually, we're... We're closer than I thought, or we're closer than it looks to being a yeah. you know a, a competitive team. And yeah, nah, like you take a step back from you, you ignore the results of those two games and just look at the performances. Mm. It, mm. it ain't it, is it? Um, it's not happening. It's not happening. No. Nah. So we'll see. Maybe we'll maybe we'll sneak a win over the worst team in the Premier League, which is Burnley at the moment. That's what it's come to anyway. I'm, I'm looking at that Burnley game thinking we've got absolutely no chance, but they're bottom of the league, like. That's how bad it's. Uh, that's how bad it is for United. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's bad. It's real. I'm like, I've, you know, people are probably. I am really like downbeat on it at the moment because it's it's worse than we thought. It, the after pitch stuff needs sorting. We don't see many closer to that. Nothing's going to change until that 
that happens. But on the pitch, there really just doesn't seem any hope. And that sounds mad. You know, we picked up four points from the last three games. It doesn't sound terrible. You beat Burnley. You're on for seven points out of, out of four. It sounds like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, but we've, we've seen with his own eyes the performances. And I think it were, I don't know, someone, I don't know which one of the Den Blairs or Pinch, I can't remember, said that in a really weird way, the last, the, the, even though we've got four points from the, the previous two, there's probably been more warning signs. And I agree with that. Yeah, I think we said it on here as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Performances have got to get better. It's, it's, we're we're, almost, we're kind of too far into the season already for this to really matter. But I am kind of less bothered about the results than the performances at the moment. Like, because I, I, I think as you said, like I expect us to lose games, but mm. it's just hard to handle losing them in such a limp, like almost self-inflicted manner. Where you just think, like, yeah. we know we know now that this doesn't work please change it and we haven't changed yep. it so um oh. yeah uh burnley on saturday uh it's just a, your standard three o'clock kickoff i think that in it on saturday yeah three o'clock yeah, right, I, I don't know if i'll get a chance to watch this i'm going out but I'll, I'll do my best yeah i uh i have family stuff that day um which i intend to enjoy much more than watching this lose <laughs> to burnley i think but uh we'll catch up on the game afterwards and then we'll be yes. back to uh to talk about it win or lose um the following week. Uh, Phil Jagielka retires at last. Yeah. I, I almost don't believe this. Age 41. I feel a bit like with Warnock. Like, he'll be back. He's yeah. Like, like You're yet, getting so. out of midfield. I don't know about anything else. <laughs> I was going to get him on coaching staff. Going to be midfield. Yeah. Um, yeah 800 he, appearances, I think. Unbelievable. He? He'll, he'll, he's obviously already a legend. You know what I mean? We don't need yeah. to yeah, say any more about him. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, brilliant career. One of the best. I don't know if you're technically classed as an academy product. I think we got him from... Man City or somewhere I can't remember where, from but, Manchester yeah yeah uh, but you know we obviously developed him and he's one of the big success stories of the past 20-30 years yeah I almost feel like he's gone on the radar as like how the fact he you know was was forged at Sheffield United and went on and mm. played for England at the World Cup yeah, and like, yeah. And captain England a couple of times as well I mean yeah. Walker obviously <laughs> captain England the other day as well yeah um, brilliant yeah so it's Amazing career. Congrats and uh, happy retirement, Jags. One of my all-time favourite players. I, I, I still don't totally believe he's done. I could, I could see him. I could see him popping up next season somewhere. But uh, no, sorry, next year somewhere. Um, what do you want to plug, mate? Before we finish up, the, the uh, delightful view from Bournemouth. View from Bournemouth. I can't even remember what he said. To be honest, I think. Oh, one of them actually. Is Sheffield United are hilarious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and there were there were a couple of comments on. Uh, on uh, Travelling's video about, you know, keep going guys from Bournemouth fans, you know, and it's just like, this is it's even worse than just telling us we're rubbish, isn't it, to be fair. It's like, you know, uh... you keep, keep going, you, you might get out of it. Uh, but yeah, I've got that. And, and I think I, the Pinch article was going to come out last Friday, but they didn't get around to uh, putting it out, but it should be out this week. And I've obviously added the the gloom of the... Um, mm. And check out uh, Shore and View's uh, match analysis on Twitter. I mean, they were absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Good. Did enjoy that. There was a great pinch article on that Friday though about the, uh, I think it was the top five chip butties. Um, oh yeah, online. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Was, uh, there was Monday's article that one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, made me hungry. Really, uh, really good yeah. article on the pinch that one. Uh, what have I got? New Women of Steel just came out today. Yeah, well, um, I enjoyed that. I read that actually. Um, oh, uh, just thank you. Started and um, yeah, really good. Yeah, so uh, it's an international break in the women's game. Um, so uh, and it's about the halfway point of the season as well in the championship. So I, I gave out some mid-season awards. So my player of the season and goal of the season and a few others as well. So you yeah, can check that out at womenofsteel.substack.com and uh, yeah, get a, a, I'm sure a, a fascinating view from Burnley on Friday at roysviewfrom.com. I bet they're going to be salivating at the chance to get a first win, aren't they? I, I mean, I'll be I follow is it Vizay Vizay on to good good really good YouTuber and um he's like saying you know oh, if you lose to Sheffield United you know is the heat going to be up on company and, and he's really nervous about the game mm. and it, and I think the fact that they're nervous about it sums up the different hope if you know what I mean our <laughs> fans are not even be, barely talking about the game going into it's it true, saying yeah. oh god you know we're going to lose to these and we're going to go out bottom again. But their fans are like, oh, you know, if we get a win here, and, it, and then I think it just shows that even though they're below us in the league, I think it probably shows what they've probably seen more than us this season, even though they've got less points, and, and even though they concede loads of goals and they're almost certainly going to go down themselves, they've probably seen more from the team than we have. 
Yeah, I know. I you know, despite what I said earlier about, how I think they will stick with Heckingbottom for um, at least a while longer. Mm. It's got to be a fair chance this is loser leaves town with these two managers, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they're not. Yeah. I mean, I won't. I won't put money on it, but I would say, yeah, if whichever team loses, if it doesn't finish mm. in a draw, there is going to be a lot of pressure on. The, the, you know, I imagine the media cycle will be like. This yeah, has to but, be yeah. it for manager A or manager B. I, I, I don't know what happened because, as I said, there's no one actually at the club uh, from the board, as far <clears> as I know. So I don't know how they're feeling. They're not, not going to get, you know, what I mean, they're not they're not in Sheffield. It's not like when you know McCabe were here and he'd come back to games and stuff like that, and he'd hear the fans booing and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know how much attention you know the prince is actually paying to it all, but the media attention is going to be on us both. I think this week um, to a certain degree, with it being the the worst two clubs in the league. Um, and as you said, you know, my winner winner stays on. You know what I mean? My yeah. loser has to, you know, go to the job centre. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah. And like I say, look, I could be on here next week, and it could be all roses again. So, you know what? We won and Luton lost and Everton lost, and we're, mm. we're all still in it. And I, I've got no hope. <laughs> yeah, show, show me something, United. Like Give I said, me some it's... Hope. yeah. I... Obviously, it would be great if we, you know, nick a terrible, you know, play like we've played the last four games, but nick a one nil win or a two one win or something like that. But can we can we just look like a decent team for the first time in a long time? This like, is going to be a championship game next season, so there's no yeah. excuse whatsoever of well, not I not compete. I thought that against Bournemouth and uh, yeah. what happened. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know what to think anymore. Um, and on that note, we will finish up. Um, right, mate. Well, we, we've we've Got that out at least, so I can stop thinking about. This yeah, game I apologise. I'm really downbeat in this one, but I, I can't. Well, help. with good reason. I'm very emotional about it all at the moment. So <laughs> I, I said some things that were a bit, you know. <laughs> well, I think I, I also I buried it like the moment I left the ground. I think. Yeah, like, same to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just went out and had a nice tea with the family instead. Um, it's like I'm just not going to think about that anymore. But um, here we are. We have to do. We don't have to do this podcast, but we. We voluntarily do this podcast, and I have to actually think about it while we're doing it. So there we go. It can uh, it can now live in the past where it belongs, right, mate? Well, thank you for your time and for your uh, your effort in in discussing this one. I'm sure it is an effort to drag yourself to talk about it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back after that Burnley game. As I said, win win, lose or draw, we're we're not we're not done yet. Unlike probably Sheffield United's chances this season. Um, cheers, mate. I'll I'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot, mate. See you later.